that's really funny. Who would have thought it? I thought I was a size 12 all of my life, but <laughs> who knew? I'm actually a size 14 shoe. Hello friends and welcome to another episode of the Unlocked Podcast, the podcast that is using joy and enthusiasm to inspire others to unlock how to be the best version of themselves and to create magical experiences. And in this episode, I'm doing a bit of a monthly roundup and some reflections of some of the great stories that I've been sharing and discovering from the wonderful guests that have already joined the first kind of series, I guess, of my customer experience tips with the wonderful Benjamin Drury, the culture guy, Sharon Boyd, and of course, Jeff Ram. And there's this idea of about customer empathy that I want to share with you. And I'm going to share this with a recent story that I've had about getting some brand new shoes. So a bit of a life crisis. I'm expecting my first baby child. Uh, by the time this goes out, she might even be here. Who knows? Because it's going to be within the next now to the next three weeks, which is crazy. Very scary, but very excited as well. Now, because of this bit of a life crisis, I'm thinking, well, I actually want to be alive for my child. And I decided to get a little bit more fitter. And so I decided to really push the running. Now, I started Couch to 5K about eight weeks ago. Very, very honoured and very, very proud of myself. I don't know if honoured is the right word, but proud of myself that I've now got to week eight, which is about 25 minute runs. And I can't, I don't get knackered, which is great. I remember starting week one and I couldn't run past five minutes, which was absolutely mental. And now I get to actually run for eight for 25 and 28 minutes, which is mental. Obviously, it is still a bit of a workout, but I can do it without stopping, which is great. And so I decided that I was going to go buy some new shoes, really make the investment into getting some correct running gear to really push this and make sure that, you know what, I really want to do the right thing if I'm going to push this and really make running the big thing for me. So I went to this wonderful company called Advanced Performance, which is in Peterborough. I checked in, great experience online, and uh, booked in and uh, went in. And I had this thing called a gate analysis. And uh, I think this is really fascinating because this links really well with every idea I've been talking about, being the best version of yourself and creating this amazing magical customer experience. Really simple layout, really simple check-in process, booked in, had the gate analysis. And for anyone that doesn't know, gate analysis is basically when people review how you run. It's basically so they can get the correct trainers for you, to get the correct measurements for you, and to make sure that you're not injuring yourself as you're running. And it was a great experience. I met a guy called Dean who was looking after me for the hour. And basically this process involved me getting onto a treadmill, recording on an iPad how I run. And I've got a bit of rolling on my right foot. It kind of goes inwards, which is quite scary when you actually look at your, your foot being on a, on a treadmill. It's quite weird because you don't get to see that. But because of this, they get to then recommend what kind of shoes you need, what kind of comfort or cushioning you might need. And um, we were going through this and he was saying to me, oh, did you know what size shoe are you? And I said, oh, I'm a size 12. And um, we were trying on some shoes and uh, he said, do you, do you get a lot of like black toenails? I was like, well, I have done. Yeah, in the past. Yeah. And uh, he says, you get like cracked toes and stuff. I was like, yeah, yeah. I've had a couple of problems before in the past. He said, well, I, I think it's because you might be wearing the wrong shoe. And I'm thinking, what? He said, yeah, I think I think you might be wearing the wrong shoe. I, I don't think you're a size 12. I think you're a size 14. And I'm sitting there, Nick to Danielle, going, what? A size 14? Are you serious? And uh, lo and behold, he's absolutely correct. Yeah, he was an absolute professional. He knew exactly what um, to do. And um, the thing that I didn't know about and uh, didn't think about this, but when you run, when you actually run and you 
place your foot on the ground, obviously your feet spread out. So what was happening to me, my size 12 shoes was my feet and my toes aren't really spreading out as much, which hence why in the past when I used to run for about 10 years ago, I'd get black toenails because of the rubbing on the end of the shoe. And what Dean explained to me in the shop was that you need about a thumb's length between your big toe and the end of your shoe. Now, long story short, it turns out that I've got one foot bigger than the other, like most people, but my left foot is a 13 and a half. <laughs> my right foot is 14. And now they're, they're absolutely brilliant. I got to run around the uh, outside of the shop. We got to try all these different trainers, which which absolutely, actually, I'm just going to say this, this is bloody brilliant because if you've ever been to like sports and soccer or JD, could you imagine if you said to them, do you mind if I just give them a quick try and go for a run of them? They'd be like, no way, you're not running out of the shop. But this is what I really loved. And this is why I'm bringing this conversation into about customer empathy in size 14 shoes. One of the great things that Dean and the team provided for me was to have real empathy. Ironically, we're talking about empathy, which means walking into your customer's shoes. How do you create empathy? Well, if you don't know what it's like to walk in your customer's shoes, sometimes you have to use imagination. But one of the greatest things that I learned from this experience was that Dean and all the professionals in the shop, they've got empathy. They know what it's like to walk in my shoes. They are trained professionals. They run day in, day out. It's not some weekly guy or a weekend uh, 15, 16 year old lad working in sports and soccer who doesn't know what they're doing. They're just selling shoes for commission. These are real professionals that real have empathy and know what it's like to walk in my size 14 shoes. <laughs> but there is a reason why I'm saying this, and I think this is so, so important. And there's a bit of a reflection here going back to a couple of episodes with Benjamin Drury and Sharon Boyd and Jeff Ram. Sharon has this great conversation in that episode about eating your own dog food. She even has her podcast called Eat Your Own Dog Food, which is basically about this idea of customer empathy. When is the last time that you ate your own dog food? Or in terms that we would recognize, when was the last time that you actually went through your customer journey? When was the last time you actually went through the website and went through all of that procedure of trying to find the information that you need to then to the booking process, to then what it looks like to then have a conversation, to get the inquiry, to get the quote, and then even to the booking process? When was the last time that you put on your customer's shoes? When was the last time you thought or even uh, had a think about what they see, what they hear and what they feel? And I'd ask yourself that question of whoever's listening to this episode to really think about using a bit of imagination here. Now, empathy, sometimes it's quite difficult to really imagine what it's like to walk in someone's shoes. A lot of people out there, you've probably got no idea what it's like to walk in my shoes. And likewise, I've got no idea what it's like to be in your shoes too. And this is where we have to use a bit of imagination. And based on what Sharon Boyd was saying about this idea of eating your own dog food, I'd like to just send that thought out to everyone to think about. Just stop, reflect, and just take a moment to step back, put on your customer's shoes, and what are they thinking? What do they see? What do they hear? What do they feel when they interact with your brand or your business? And what is it actually like to walk in their shoes for your customer journey? Now, I had a good conversation with a good pal of mine called Nikki, who is uh, works at Lola Rose in the wedding industry, and we were having this conversation about the pain points in customer journey. How many times do you actually stop to think and go, is what I'm doing actually helping or is it hindering? Is all of these emails, are they actually, is there too many emails that I'm sending? Uh, is it not enough emails or is there some painful process where I'm not actually communicating the information that I need to in the correct way? 
But how many of us actually stop and actually ask our customers, what does this experience feel like to you? Tell me, help me imagine what it's like to be in your shoes. And I'm guessing this is where the, the customer empathy in size 14 shoes comes from about the great experience that I had with Dean was that they got me. They really know what it's like to be in my shoes. So then that, therefore they could give me that professional advice. They could give me all of the information that I need that's going to help me become a better runner. But now I often think about, well, if any of my wedding couples or any clients that want to book me for a speaking event, do I really, really understand what is an empathetic response here? What is it really like to walk in their shoes? What are they thinking? What do they see? What do they hear right now? Am I just making it up as I go along? Or can I really imagine and walk in their customer's shoes? So it's just a, a simple episode this one of thinking about that i love the idea of what sharon was talking about eating your own dog food and this idea of customer empathy when was the last time that you actually walked in your customer's shoes and like my great experience it was fantastic brilliant empathy brilliant connection and guess what i bought my shoes from them and they're pretty pricey too <laughs> but it's because they connected with me and i felt that great connection that rapport they got me and he was empathetic and that's the key i think here to creating one a great experiences. The last thing as well, I think as well, there's a profound message, obviously what Jeff shares about the celebrity service of when someone walks into your business, if they were an A-list celebrity or Hollywood god or goddess, what that level of service looked like. And I know, I hand on the heart here, I've had it where I've had an email come through, I might have digested that email and then probably not responded for a couple of days. Now, the difference would be is if that was like, let's say Tom Holland, Spider-Man, I'm a big Spider-Man fan, if Tom Holland emailed me for a magician, I bet I would respond to that quicker. And that makes me feel sad thinking, well, yeah, why am I not doing that for all of my customers too? So yeah, love Jeff's idea. I think that's a profound idea. And I think we really need to think about that as an idea of let's start thinking about every interaction that we have in that customer journey, along with the empathy of imagining what it's like to be in the customer's shoes, but why are we not, well, why are we just giving mediocre service to normal customers? Or probably it's a great service, but what would that gap be if it was a celebrity? So that's what I'm now trying to think about in that customer journey. How do you make them feel special? And then the last thing, this is obviously based on Benjamin Drew, but also great pal of mine and mentor, Steve McDermott. So shout out to Steve for this because he introduced this concept of a stick of rock. Uh, and ironically and coincidentally, Benjamin mentioned this same concept about culture, that culture is like a stick of rock. And if you used to cut open that stick of rock, it'd be the same writing all the way through. And I was thinking about this idea of what Steve was talking about with some limiting beliefs in the Confident Club. And I'm thinking right now about my business, what I'm doing, where I'm going forward, what I'm creating. Obviously, I'm on an adventure to inspire others to be the best version of themselves. But I'm now asking myself that question of if my sticker rock was to be uh, cutting half or broken, would that be the same throughout? That core principle, those core values, would that be the same throughout? And um, yeah, I'm guessing that's a message for everyone to think about this. I think the word to me is this authenticity. Am I the same person as I am to family, to friends, to everyone? Obviously, there's a professional persona. And there's the private persona. But I'm trying to think now, everything I do and whatever I communicate to my customers, to my business, to anyone, how do I make that, you know, that rookie lock or the unlock podcast piece of stick of rock, how do I make that the same all the way through? 
And what does that look like? How do I make that an authentic piece of rock? <laughs> so there you go. These are just some magical musings. I think I might start this series called Magical Musings, which is just my thoughts from the last couple of episodes. But really, I think that there's this really great concept of thinking about my shoe experience of when can we stop, reflect, and look at what our customers are actually doing. What are they seeing right now in your business? What do they hear? What do they feel? Or even if you don't have a business, but you work for a business and you serve customers, what do they feel right now? What are they doing? How do you imagine what it's like to be in their shoes? And then again, as Jeff said, do we treat that as a great experience and create this amazing Hollywood experience? And then of course, like Benjamin, how do we make that authentic with that sticker rock? So there we go. Just a little bit of fun there on this episode. Thank you for listening. Always, as always, thank you so much to the patrons who support this podcast. So thank you, Anthony Howe, Sherry Brenton, Steve McDermott, and Rory Barnes. Really, really appreciate your support. And it really makes this podcast strength go <laughs> straight. I can't talk now. I'm running out of words now from this bad gold. But it really does help this podcast grow and develop. Now, for anyone who's not a podcast uh, patron, you can head to the link in the show notes or head to patreon.com forward slash the unlock podcast and join for as little as one pound. I would love to see you there. And if you don't want to join as a patron, then you can head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a little review and that'll help this podcast get shared out to millions of people. But thank you so much for listening to this podcast and I'll join you on the next episode of Unlocked. Goodbye. <laughs>